But I think there was a time when being stylish or, or, or paying attention to, to dressing well, like, wasn't always associated with, with masculinity. And, and and now that, you know, that um, misconception is, is fading away, more men, um, gay, straight, bisexual, whatever, are, are just exploring their sense of style and are able to uh, just express more of their personalities, right, and take more of those risks and, and are willing to ask for help these days. Happy Tuesday. Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Anthony, and this is episode 135. I am excited to welcome Sanjeev to the podcast. He's the founder of Street Gentleman. He helps ambitious men feel more confident by improving their mindset and style. In this episode, he shares his journey to helping men find the confidence they're missing in their life by not only helping them redesign their wardrobe, but also redesign their mindset around who they are as a person. We talk about how impactful your exterior look can be on how you present yourself to the world, how quarantine has helped people understand the value of appearance plus confidence, and Sanjeev's advice for improving your confidence now. It is an interesting conversation and not just related to men, but I think it applies to all people just about how you carry yourself depending on how you feel about how you look. And we talk about social media as well, because I think obviously that is a huge impact on everything that's involved with how you look and how you see yourself and what you're thinking about when you put your clothes together and the judgment of other people and what they're going to think. And so I think it's just an interesting job that Sanjeev has put together for himself helping men specifically, but people in general understand confidence within their personal experience. Cause it's all very subjective, obviously. And I think sometimes you need a little help from people with more style. And sometimes it's hard on social media to find that because you're bombarded with a very specific look sometimes on social media that might not necessarily be what is right for you. So this is a great conversation. I think it's a great time to reflect on that right now when we're in quarantine and spending so much time at home and not around other people or needing to get ready to be out in public. And you can kind of decide what you want to look like or who you want to be when we come out of this. So it's a great conversation. I'm super happy to have him on the podcast. So let's jump into it. Here is Sanjeev. Welcome back to Poolside Podcast. I am excited to sit here virtually, of course, with Sanjeev. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's super excited to be here. Do you want to start with introducing yourself and telling us a little bit about you? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, like you mentioned, my name is Sanjeev uh, Prasad. I'm, I'm the founder of Street Gentleman. It's a personal image consulting company where I, I basically teach men how to dress well and, and uh, help them feel more confident and uh um, so I'm born and raised in, in Calgary, Alberta, one of the few, like a rare breed these days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, my, my parents actually immigrated over here from Fiji and, and, uh, my, my grandfather is actually a very well-dressed man. He came up in like the whole madman type of era, right? Where everything they did, like flying on a plane, all that stuff, they, they always wear suits and stuff, even, even to this very last days and in the nursing home, he was always a really well-dressed well-dressed person with his cardigans and his button-up shirts and his hats and stuff. So um, that's definitely where, you know, my, my greatest source of inspiration comes from when it comes to to style and just just self-care and all of that. Like he, he you know, has maintained a you know, clean shave and, and just 
you know, it was just really important to him. Right. I think it just, it was part of what helps him feel good. And, and so that, you know, it spilled over to me and eventually and slowly, but surely I figured things out even after going through a weird, awkward teen phase. And, <laughs> and now I'm, uh, I'm lucky enough to help men, uh, tap into their, into their full potential as well. Totally. That's awesome. And I feel like we'll get into a little bit with quarantine and COVID and all that, of course, but I feel like people are now realizing how much of a difference what you wear makes, you know, Mm -hmm. like we're all stuck at home now. And so no one really wears anything besides sweatpants. And like, I mean, that's literally what I'm wearing right now. And you don't, you realize how much it changes when you put like real clothes on to go out to like the grocery store or something. And it changes completely, like how you think of yourself and like how you hold yourself and everything. So I'm sure, I'm sure this helps your business really at the end of the day to, to tell people without having to tell them how important, like how you dress is. Yeah. Well, it's just like you said, I think it's just so much more obvious now. Like we can't, can't avoid it. And even the same here, like I'm like literally just dressed up for for the interview, but um, unless I have meetings or something, I'll, I'll dress up. But most of the time, it's, it's something like like sweats, like an athleisure type of look, right? When you're in front of the laptop all day, like you just want to be comfy and and you know have some mobility and and uh, but but it's nice. Like for the first time last week, it was the first time in like maybe two months, like probably before Christmas, that I wore jeans. Um, so, so that was like interesting and it felt, it felt good too, right? Like it was, it was just nice to kind of get back in and that. And, and like you said, like it totally, you know, affects like your perception of yourself and like just the way you carry yourself and your energy and, and all those things. It's, it's interesting how it works. And then there are studies they've done. We can get into that later if you want, where they talk about like the psychology of, of dressing well and, and just how it in fact impacts our, our like day-to-day activities. Yeah, definitely. And do you want to, before we get into that, do you want to share like your journey of what brought you here? Uh, what helps you start Street Gentleman? Just like walk us through that story. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, if I go back far enough, it was definitely days back to like high school. And I remember at one point we we had some relatives over visiting from from New Zealand. And, and I, one of the days I, I was taking them out to the mall to uh, to show them around and just, you know, be good, good host and everything. And uh, I was probably like 16, maybe 17 years old at that time. And, and uh, I remember at one point I was waiting for them while they were inside one of the stores. And there were some older kids from my high school walking by. And I remember they were laughing. And, and it took me a few seconds to figure out that I was like the butt end of their jokes. And, and that, that one really hit me hard. And it was a big blow to my confidence at that time. And, and I definitely was under the impression that I was dressing well. In those days, looking back now, obviously I wasn't like some baggy grayish brown corduroys and this like ugly orange like plaid uh shirt uh and also had hair at that time too it was all spiked up i can sh- maybe show you pictures it's- oh my god yes <laughs> <laughs> you can see that or not that's my grade 12 picture oh my god that's crazy how like different you look when you have hair or don't have hair <laughs> <laughs> right like it's like a completely different person so. yeah that's wild <laughs> It was like a like a lesser dressed version of this guy, like a port, yeah. Um, <laughs> even worse than that. Um, but it's, that, that was kind of like the tipping point in my journey, and like that's what got the ball rolling. And eventually, like slowly started figuring things out, and then um, you know, just the contacts or just the glasses, or you know, sort of wearing contacts. So I've gone back to glasses now. I think once you find the right frame for your face, and you know. Like it's, it, you know, makes sense. Um, and then, and then just over time, like I made a lot of mistakes along the way, but it was, it was probably like a 10 year journey to, to get to where I am today, 10, 12 years of, of just trial and error, making a lot of mistakes, spending a lot of money, 
wasting money for sure on, on like you know trendy items and like expensive labels that you don't really need um to to, to really get comfortable with myself and I, I think that's the biggest thing is is it's like an internal thing how we feel and, and how we present ourselves is a reflection of that and some people i know for for me for sure it was like overcompensating with with like more of those expensive labels or, or like you know flashy things to to look and feel a certain way um but then yeah as, as i got to know myself and feel more comfortable in my own skin that's that's when things became more more toned down more muted and more just uh like less trying so hard um and then fast forward um I worked with with uh, with a good friend of mine, one of my best friends today, uh, on his on a streetwear label. Uh, as part of my my journalism internship, and that was my first real taste of of fashion. And, and just doing that um, for for about a year really got me into it, and and uh, made me realize like I, I didn't want to start up my own label. That that was really the initial dream, uh, and just seeing what goes into it, like it's just so much harder than people think. Um, ended up landing me in, in in where I am today in this world, like consulting and, and working working with guys to, to improve, improve their, uh, their self-image and, and their confidence. Cool. And so how, like, how did you get like a first client in that? Because I feel like that's a very like niche service. So how did you like end up making it a business? It, yeah. So, so it took a little while. I did, I did have a friend of mine who's, who's been like an amazing mentor. Like he's a very similar business model and he showed me a lot of the ropes and it was super helpful along the way. And, and so like in the first like year, it was all, it was all workshops. I was hosting workshops in like, uh, in like boardrooms and in a friend's boutique as well at that time too. I would just like host a workshop. I would like drag my TV, plug my laptop in, have like a slideshow presentation. And, uh, you know, sometimes there'd be zero people that showed up. Uh, and other, other times I think there'd be as much as like 15 or, or 20. So, uh, it was really hit or miss. It was a lot of work, but, but it did pay off. And, um, I managed to get my first few clients that way. And it also forced me to be active on social media too, to, to promote it and get it out there and just learn of like a lot of like digital marketing things that, um, that are still very relevant to, to what I'm doing today. Right. And I feel like there'd be a lot of like word of mouth marketing for that too. Like if a guy comes and finds it beneficial, not that, not that like nerds or like guys that don't dress well, all hang out together. However, you end up kind of like the friends that you're with, you're all kind of on like the same wavelength just cause that's who you're comfortable with. Like that's how all friends usually work. Um, so did you find that was like one of your, like how you grew your business as well? Uh, but part of it, part of it for sure. Like there are definitely a couple of referrals in over the years. Uh, yeah, especially in the first year, some, some word of mouth, some referrals and just like, like a friend of a friend would come to me as a client or, or, or something along those lines or someone I knew from, from high school, university would see that I'm hosting a workshop and they would message me and be like, Hey, like, what's this all about? And that would lead to more conversations and eventually like clients over time. Right. And so what is kind of your not like ideal client, but like, what is a general client that you have for someone that's listening that either has a friend or themselves think that they could use your help? Like what should someone like feel like if they want to then come to you for help? Yeah. Like like if someone's stuck in a rut um, and then they're definitely like, like ambitious or, or or growth minded, like growth, growth focused um, and, and are willing to ask for help. And then for sure, like that's, that's the type of person that's come to me in the past. Um, a lot of men, 
yeah, they, t- they tend to be more like, like, like white collar professions. So like, like engineers, uh, like, like medical, like I've had like pharmacists, uh, yeah, pharmacists and optometrists come to me. And then also business owners as well too, right? They're, they're the face of their company and they're out there um, either representing like the brand itself or, or they're meeting clients face to face as well too, right? So they need to look a certain way and, and make a good first impression and make sure that they're um, representing them, themselves and, and their company in, in a way that that's flattering and, and uh, it feels right to them as well. Right. And what are some of the biggest obstacles that they face when coming to their confidence? Is it just like their clothes or is there more to it? Well, it's actually interesting. Like, like, like we, we could, you know, go on Google and search right away. Like, like what's like what are the trends for 2021 or like, what, what are some of the sta- uh, staples that like every person should have? Um, so, so I, I think the clothes is, is actually a smaller part of it than, than what I initially realized it was. Um, a huge thing is actually their mindset and like how they, like, they, like, like a lot of men are like afraid of making mistakes or, or, or trying something new and, and being seen a certain way, like taking those risks and not, not having it pay off. So a lot of it is like, the, there's like a fear of being judged by others or, or worrying too much about what other people think. There, there is definitely some elements of like, not being sure of like, you know, what colors or what colors, like what's, what's you know, what's good for your complexion. Um, and then, then also just like knowing like, is, is, you know, if I buy this, like, is this something that's like worthwhile? Like, is it still relevant to, to what people still consider stylish today? And, and I think that's, a part of it too is just yeah the education around style but also like the mindset shift that, that needs to happen as well too with, with these guys right so you're also kind of like a therapist and a stylist <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i guess I, yeah yeah it's a lot of pressure but yeah <laughs> yeah no kidding well it's so interesting <laughs> because i feel like as a woman not that like obviously we all need stylists for most of our clothing and outfits, especially when you want to know like what's in season or like what to put together. But I feel like as a woman, you're told about fashion and trends, and like what you should be wearing and all of that for your whole life. And so, and all the like magazines and all the ads and everything is so targeted towards women to like have a certain look, or if you want this look, this is what you should wear. And I feel like it's, we're bombarded with it all the time. Whereas men, and obviously correct me if I'm wrong, since I'm not a man, but it's not as like easily accessible to find that information or you'd feel like you said, you'd feel weird, like asking somebody or like, how do I even like Google this? Or like, what should I be Googling? Because no one's ever really told you or talked about it. Yeah, exactly. I think you nailed it. Uh, like, like, like women just talk about it so much more openly, right? Whereas men will maybe kind of tiptoe around it, something like depending on the, you know, your circles, like the type of guys you're hanging out with. And um, but but it's yeah, just not quite as like open and 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 accessible. Um, at least it definitely wasn't that way. You know, it's opening up more for sure. We're seeing more men with you know shows like Queer Eye and, and stuff like that are, are so popular and. Um, more men are definitely open in the idea of, of talking about style and, and improving their style, even even if they're doing really well in life, if they're married and have kids and have a successful career or business, like they're, they're satisfied with these areas, but they're maybe feeling stuck in a rut or, or something like that. They're still definitely open to, um, you know, getting some guidance and some help with, with improving it. And, and I think a lot of it is just, uh, it's, it's just that openness with it now, like what we're just seeing it, it's it, like, and I could be way off on this, but but I think there was a time when 
being stylish or, or, or paying attention to, to dressing well, like wasn't always associated with, with masculinity. And, and, and now that, you know, that um, misconception is, is fading away, more men, um, gay, straight, bisexual, whatever, are, are just exploring their sense of style and are able to uh, just express more of their personalities, right? And take more of those risks and, and are willing to ask for help these days. Definitely. Actually, I was going, that was my next question was going to be about that. Like just the perception of dressing well or thinking about yourself that it, it isn't masculine, but at the same time, then how do you like dress nicely? I feel like it's such like a double-edged sword with men. That's like, Mm -hmm. you don't want to come off feminine, but you still want to dress nice. And like, it's not like you just wake up with all those clothes in your closet that have been put together like that. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I was, I interviewed, um, Abdul from, Adesso and he was saying Mm -hmm. that when like when they launched the store they wanted it to be very like European because like European men dress so nicely all the time and like how do we bring that to somewhere like Calgary Alberta and he said it wasn't it didn't really work because like you're in Alberta which is already like another not step down in the fashion (laughs) world but like it's a different look that you have here Mm -hmm. and I and like would you say that it's even harder for men then who want to dress nicely who don't want to have like the plaid look that Alberta has, is it harder for them to even find the like trends because they don't want to come off as feminine because in Alberta, it's even more contrast to like what our look is. It's, uh, I, I think it really depends on like the confidence of, of the guy like himself and, and what he's willing to, um, to like, what, what sort of risks is he willing to take when, when it comes to his stuff? Uh, because there's so many men out here who there's actually a lot of well-dressed men in the city, but, but it's not as much as like if we went to like a Toronto or, or New York or, or London, right. Where we're seeing, you know, cities like London and, and New York are probably about two years ahead of Calgary when it, when it comes to the way they're dressing. Um, like Calgary is very much, or Alberta is very much of like, like a catching up. Like what, what's happening over there in those more fashion forward cities is already on the way out by the time it gets gets to here and I, I think it's because of that whole idea of like just playing it super super safe and and until it hits the mainstream that that's when men they feel safe to to take those chances right and like, like a big big example of that was was um even like window pane suits a couple of years ago like a year ago that that was a huge thing like all the men in the city were wearing those and by the time we got here we're sort of already on the way out in in those other places but um I, I think there's still very much a way of dressing well, getting away from, you know, the jeans and, and the plaid shirts, um, but still staying true to your masculinity. Um, and then that really does come down to every individual person. And, and some are going to be more willing to um, have more of that lately, that quote unquote met- metrosexual look um, where they're well-groomed and smell really nice and, and have like you know skinny fitting jeans and, and and those types of things and um you definitely don't have to go too far to that end to, to still look and, and dress well and, and feel good about yourself but i think it's really just about finding that that happy medium where you're still very much um comfortable stepping into board meetings here in, in alberta but you can still go out and, and and you know maybe if you have a when when things are open obviously uh, like meetings in new york or, or travel around there and, and still have um, that ability to just be versatile enough for, for each city. Right. Yeah. And in terms of social media, cause I know you talked about it from like the business side, but how does social media, especially 
I would love the opinion of a man and on how mm. someone's perception of their image is affected by social media. Cause obviously again, as a woman, I know it really well, but it'd be interesting just for your perspective from you and your clients. Yeah, no, totally. I, I feel like there's a lot of similarities between men and women, men and women when it comes to social media usage and, and, and just our perceptions of ourselves, uh, like the comparative mindset. I don't think anyone's really immune from that. Like, like even at the highest levels, I'm sure people are still experiencing moments of, of comparing themselves to, to others. And, and, uh, and just what we're seeing on social media is, as you know, is, is, is people's like highlights. Right. And, and like, I think you do an awesome job actually sharing like the more vulnerable side, like, like, you know, having the stitches in your head and everything from <laughs> that you know, incident, like, like a lot of people would have been hesitant to, to talk about that. Right. But, um, you, you were just open and honest with it. And I think that's what makes you so likable and, and relatable and, and, uh, um, but, but, but I think a lot of what we see is, is just, it's easy to compare and, and it can definitely have a impact on someone's psychology and, and mental, uh, wellness, right. If they're not careful with how much they're consuming and even the types of, of content they're consuming, right. If they're following certain types of accounts that are, um, you know, uh, I, I don't know, like super flashy or, or just, you know, just crazy, you know, whatever, um, it, yeah, definitely. I, it definitely has a similar effect. And do you have that? Do you have that conversation with your clients? Like, is that something that you work through with a lot of people to be like, this is what the internet says, but you are who you are yourself. Or is that not something that really comes into your business? Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, is it a part of the process? Like when, when I am helping someone with their style is, it's just, you know, finding out like, like here's the sense of direction. Um, I want to go and, and I, I make sure to, to, to receive all their input as well too, along the way and make sure it's actually true to their personalities. And so sometimes in those conversations, what'll come up, you'd be like, I think I saw this, I've been following this account. Um, it looks awesome on this guy, for example. Right. And then I'm like, okay, like that, that's pretty sweet, but, and, and it could work, could work for them. Um, but, but then I explain to them like why it might not, or, or why, like, it could be a really awesome, super trendy look that's good for like the season, or, or for the year, but, but like, in, you know, in, long, in terms of longevity, you know, kind of comes and goes, especially in fashion these days where it seems like it's changing, like not even every six months, it's probably even more, more rapidly now. So, um, yeah, just helping them navigate that and, and just being able to filter out, okay, like this is what's relevant. Um, this is what's like worth building around. This is what's, you know, what, what's worth focusing on. And this is nice. You can look at that, but maybe you don't give it too much focus and, and energy as well. What does that process look like now that you're talking about it? So if someone like emails you or contacts you in some way and wants to hire you, what does your like whole process look like um, from when you first meet them to kind of like the end of your relationship? <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's uh, yeah. So initially like I'll, I'll get them to fill out a questionnaire, just kind of see like if, you know, if we're a good fit for each other or not, like what they're looking to achieve when it comes to, uh, like their sense of style, their self image. Um, and then once we decide like, yeah, this is a good fit, like let's set up a meeting. So lately it's been through zoom, um, connecting, connecting this way digitally. And, and then, um, just, just asking a few more questions, just getting to know them. You can really like 
inside their head. And then once that's established, I, uh, I send them another questionnaire, like a much more in-depth questionnaire where I'm like, okay, like what, uh, yeah, what, what is your end goal? Like, what are you looking to achieve? Like what has worked for you in the past? What hasn't, like, what do you feel like is, is holding you back and just getting them to really be, be introspective with it and, and look into like why, why, why they haven't gotten to that point that they're, they're trying to get to and why, why it's important to, to get some help from me. And, um, and then I'll receive that, uh, from there, I'll, I'll look through their wardrobes. Um, so I actually look through their closets, like look at the outfits that they're wearing on a regular basis, like get to know their lifestyles as well too. Like some are very outdoorsy and, and active and that kind of thing. A lot more men are, are homebodied and, um, and, and so it really depends, like everyone's going to have their own sense of style. So really understanding who they are is, is super important part of the process. Um, and then once that's figured out, like, well, we'll keep the clothes that are worth keeping and then donate the rest of them. To, to charity just you know so someone else can put them to use and um they're not just you know being thrown out and wasted uh and then, and then we go through the shopping so we actually do like personal shopping as well to some i'm with them one-on-one and, and uh usually i'll get there ahead of time and i'll have clothes laid out for them and their the sizes and, and within their budget as well too based on a predetermined list that we agreed upon um and then we'll build out the wardrobe from there and they'll come back and, and help them plan the outfits and then put together a lookbook for them as well that they can just open up their phones or their laptops and, and just check their emails and have this little pdf document they can look at and be like here's seven to, to 14 15 20 different outfits that they can wear um for for like a variety of different occasions like super casual to somewhat formal depending on, on, on who the guy is and, and what his day-to-day life is like and basically just setting them up for success so that they don't have to think about it too much and, and educating them along the way too. They tell them like why this works, why that doesn't work and, and not just, you know, pushing something on them without giving them some, some rhyme or reason to, uh, to back it up. Cool. That sounds so cool. That sounds like think, a great job actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of fun. It reminds me of what was that show on TLC with like Stacy and that lady there were, they like went to someone's house, and like made over, like they got nominated by their friends and family and they really needed help. And then they took them shopping and made them a whole new look. Oh my God. I can't yeah. What it's called. Do you know what I'm talking it about? Was, it wasn't stopped by jury. No, same people, yeah. but like before that, oh my God, I'll have to look at <laughs> it so that we can okay. like know what we're talking about. But that's what it reminds me of. And I used to be obsessed with that show. So it sounds like a great job to have. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's basically it's basically the same thing. <laughs> basically, you just need a camera to start following you around. You could actually mm-hmm. just have a TV show. That's really your next step in your career. <laughs> oh my God, if you know anybody, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> I will for sure. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, and I want to talk about the pandemic because we can't avoid it. Um, so mm-hmm. first, how has it affected you and your business? And then we'll talk about how it's affected your clients. Yeah, the first couple of months, um, last year, I guess about a year ago now, uh, was was crazy. Like it just like everything was shut down and there was just so much like like fear and uncertainty, right? And and it was just like, you know, the malls were closed and people were weren't meeting and and you know, just you know, the whole economic crisis that they went along with that too, right? People, you know, with so much uh career uncertainty as well too. Just it was just a lot, a lot going on and uh that was um that was a crazy that was I think it was a stressful time uh, not not just for me but for everybody and uh, just so much uncertainty with the business as well too and and if it was like worth like keeping and and, and to keep it going like does it make sense like if if you know no one's shopping or, or no one's meeting up or, or anything like that and uh, so th- there was maybe a month or so of just 
you know, figuring out like what is the next step. And then, and then things, you know, slowly started opening and, and people were becoming more at ease and there was more of just like, like uh, peace of mind as well too. And, and, and uh, everyone was meeting on zoom by that point. And, and it was interesting because before that, nobody was really having zoom calls, right. That was, you know, it was kind of a thing here or there and only if it was really necessary. Um, but now like everybody, everybody's on, on video calls like this. And, and, uh, so that, that's been amazing too. that, that in a way has been a blessing too, where we can just connect and people are so much more open to, to learning, um, like virtually through virtual consultations and that kind of thing too. So that, that's been really sweet. Um, set a bit more flexibility and, 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 uh, just some more opportunities in, in that sense. So, um, so that, yeah, that, that's definitely been a blessing in disguise and, and, uh, and yeah, things are gradually opening again. And, um, so that's been nice. Uh, but, but it, it was pretty crazy. I, I think there was a lot of learning as well too. Um, just, just really getting, um, an even deeper understanding of, of the clients I'm serving and like what is really important to them. If it's not just style, like what else matters to them? Like, why is it style? Like, style, so what I really discovered was that like style is their vehicle for, for confidence for, for a lot of these guys. And, uh, um, like style is nice, but, but really I think the biggest, the most important part is, is that internal shift that happens with a lot of them and especially during that time too, when, 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 you know, people like that mental health was, and it still is very much a, um, you know, a, a big issue for, for certain people and, and just, just, you know, finding ways to be able to help people just, just navigate those, those thoughts and those feelings in, in whatever way possible was, was a nice way. So I kind of shifted from, from talking more about style to, to just, um, confidence really and, and and limiting beliefs and and that kind of thing so that that was a huge huge um huge pivot and did you find i feel like a lot of people like myself included during this time you had time to like reflect on how you're spending your time and who you were spending it with and i mean my clothes weren't a thing but like what you want to look like and how you want to present yourself when you like emerge out of quarantine so did you find that like there was a lot of that that people were able to then have the space and the time to really like you I guess you did say that like with their confidence like really evolve who they are so that when they do go back to like their office or go back to wherever they're going outside of their house they're able to do it with more confidence than like a year ago when we went into this yeah I think it was sweet that you know gave people more time to reflect Right where before it was just kind of hustle and bustle. People were just always in the go, wake up, run out the door, and, and you know that was basically it. So it was it was a good chance to you know hit the pause button for for a couple months and and just look at like what's really important. I think there's a lot of things with with people just just um uh exploring opportunities that they've always wanted to and but didn't really set aside the time to do so, and then they finally forced to to look inwards and you know, whether it be decluttering their closets or, or reinventing their style or, or something like that, just finding out like what's really important to them and, and, um, and, and just, yeah, dedicating more, more focus on that was, was, I think was a pretty big part of it. And I just want to dive a little bit deeper into what we like started the conversation with, with, um, realizing how important your style is or what you look like and how you feel, um, when you put on, like real clothes. And I know you were talking about a study that people have done about that. So do you want to just like talk about that a little bit? 
Yeah, so there's a study of the states. Uh, I can't remember what university it was, but but they basically took two groups of, of college students, um, two equal size groups, and one of them they gave uh, they gave both groups is white like lab coats, and until the one group it was like a doctor's coat, and until the other group it was like a like an artist artist like a something like a painter would wear. And, and then they gave them a series of tests um, to see how closely they paid attention to detail and, and a few other things. And what they ended up finding was that the, the one group that was told it was a doctor's code performed significantly better than the, the artist group. Um, and the conclusion basically was um, that they just basically embody the characteristics of like what a doctor would be and, and how they would conduct themselves because of the way they were dressed. And uh, I believe the term that they coined from that was, it was either in clothed cognition or embodied cognition. And it just tied to the idea of like, just how we dress really does influence our psychology. And, and, uh, and, and it, you know, it makes a difference in, in how we act and feel. And, and I'm sure there's tons of people that are listening um, that, I started out when, when they were working from home, just keeping it super casual and, and, you know, maybe even staying in their pajamas all day and, and realizing that their energy was staying sort of in like a lethargic state. And, and, and those who actually did end up gradually making those shifts and had like work from home outfits and stuff, probably noticed, you know, an uptick in their energy and their, their productivity and, and probably their morale was boosted as well too. And, and, and that's, that's a big part of it is, is really, um, yeah, like it's it's not what we always see. Um, like the style, obviously, like you know, making a very first impression and walking with a bit more confidence. But but those like intangible things, like uh, just having more energy, like a better sense of focus, and um, maybe even like a greater willingness to speak up for ourselves in in certain meetings or, or, or stuff like that. Like th- those are like the um, hidden benefits of, of dressing well that 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 aren't so obvious in in uh, in what we see. Definitely. And, and because of this, like being quarantined, working from home, I think we all have a new appreciation, appreciation for all of that. And so when we do go back to like your office or wherever you have to go, you'll be able to figure out what it is you need to, like you said, to like stand up for what you need to say or become the leader you want to be or anything like that. Oh, t- totally. Totally. I'm, I'm sure there's so many people that are like, you know, have, have a bunch of clothes sitting in their closet from, you know, shopping online like that. I'm sure I know actually like like billions of dollars at sales in last year from online shopping. Like if you look at malls and stuff, like there's almost no traffic in there. Um, but I'm, I, I guarantee there's, there's tons of people with just all these brand new clothes that they're ready to break out and, and sell the price tags on and just want to show the world and, and, uh, and, and share and get out there and socialize and, and go to meetings and, and meet up with people and, and, uh, and just get back into that feeling of, of interacting and, and, and dressing up and having some sort of routine. Oh, totally. I can't wait. Um, what are three things someone can do right now to improve their confidence? So whether that's like a certain piece of their wardrobe or any of the other mindset things, just three things in general. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to wardrobe, like definitely, uh, first thing would be make sure your clothes fit well. That, that's the biggest thing. Like it doesn't have to be the most expensive. doesn't have to be like a fancy label or, or anything like that. As long as it fits your body type properly, like you're, you're going to feel better about the way you present yourself. And uh, that, that's going to instantly 
um, improve your confidence and, and people are going to interact with you differently too, whether they call you uh, ma'am or sir, like those small things, like opening the door for you, like wh- whatever it is. Like if I've noticed it, like going into coffee shops or at the mall, like I, I don't feel like I'm someone, you know, is is supposed to be called sir but people do <laughs> i still feel like a kid sometimes but but uh like yeah dressing up you know in, you know just even like a simple suit with a nice dress shirt can can make a huge difference like that um especially when it fits properly uh the second thing would be like, even distance yourself from toxic people kind of talked about this the other day in my, my content and, and it's a lot easier said than done for sure, especially when there's someone you love and, you know, they're close, they're friends, they're family. Um, but if you're finding yourself feeling drained or, or just questioning yourself after interacting with them, like it's maybe time to reevaluate and um, not, not to cut them out completely, but maybe pick and choose when, when you're spending time with these people. Uh, and obviously being forced into into staying in our little bubbles is probably helps some people with that. But, uh, you know, when, when things are in opening and, and people are interested and especially if it's going to impact um and then, and then finally I, w- I would say just be mindful mindful of like what you're feeding yourself as well like me- mentally um you know the type of uh like media you're consuming as well um and then physically too um I'm, I'm sure you've noticed this too like like you know what we eat on a regular basis can impact our like our physical energy levels and that messes with our you know our psychology and our mental health too like even something as like a something as simple as like a green smoothie can can make a huge difference in the world and i've noticed this over the past six seven eight months to try and have one um if not every day at least every other day um green smoothie. and then just i go from feeling like lethargic and, and bummed out to um just energized and and just more optimistic and and, and happy so like it, it does make a big difference so um yeah just pay close attention to what you're feeding yourself physically and, and mentally as well yeah i love that i actually had a green smoothie before this so i am on board for green smoothies but it is you can you can tell the difference because when you live such a we all live really like boring routine lives now because you're not really like doing much i feel like the days that you did get good sleep or you ate well, or you did all of those things that you mentioned, it doesn't feel as bad as some of the other days. And so you're like, well, how is this worse than yesterday? Even though I literally am doing exactly the same thing, but it is just your mental health and your physical health and choosing to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Last question. Um, and this is hard because we're still in quarantine, but things are opening up. So we'll eventually have places to go. So what are some of the top trends that you're seeing this year or for this? Let's do this summer. And then this year, if there's more. Okay. Uh, definitely a lot of pastels, pastel colors for sure are, are huge. Ben, both uh, men and women. We're seeing tons of that. Uh, obviously like athleisure, athleisure looks to you are, are still going very strong. If, if not, you know, gaining more strength, but like wearing joggers and crew neck sweaters and, and hoodies and, and just doing that in a way that's, um, how do I say this? It's just flattering, right? It's just kind of like that whole comfy fitness sort of look that's, that's, it's become so much more widely accepted. So that, that's pretty cool to see and wearing a lot more like joggers and, and just like crew neck sweaters and stuff lately, which has been nice. Um, that's my favorite trend. 
Like, thank God. <laughs> yeah. all I, that's all I wore before, but now it's trendy. So I own a thousand Kleenex sweaters, which is amazing. So you're basically, like you're a tr- trendsetter, basically. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it, it's sweet because it's like, it's it's not, not only is it comfortable, but it's also like practical. And then now it's stylish. So it's, you know, you're hitting all three. win-win. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That. And then, um, and, and I definitely seen like, like, like looser fitting like more uh what was sort of looking for like the silhouettes it, it definitely changed for men uh i believe women as well too we're just seeing like uh wider like jeans like looser fitting tops as well too it's definitely more of a trendy focus in 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 that sense and and we'll see if that you know that stays it could be one of those um shifts that we see comes and then you know six to eight months from now it, it goes and something else takes over it's, it's looking more of like that you know late 90s like early 2000s like the first fast and the furious type of look um that's it's, it's totally you know seeing a resurgence uh i was even looking at a hoodie the other day that had like a like a tiger and like a, a snake fighting on it and, and it just it looks sweet right and, and that's kind of like yeah like like what it was back in in those days when when uh you know those types of movies were coming out so definitely seeing um like they always say, like like trends are, are cyclical, and and you know back in the day it was like the seventies type of look, um, and, and now it's more like nineties, like early two thousands types of styles that we're we're seeing. Um, well, for the last few months, I've, I've been going really strong, so that's that's likely going to stay until at least the end of summer. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see what happens when. I mean, fingers crossed that like we can all go back to normal life, like in the fall, but it'll be interesting to see when people have like, like you said before, like a regular job to go to in regular outings. And like, now you're dressing how you dressed before this whole situation. And then to see what the trends that come out of that, when you are, when you're making like fashion choices every day, rather than just like on Saturday for brunch kind of thing. Like, you know, we can't really go very many places. So you only need like one good outfit a week, but when you have to go back Mm -hmm. to having like good outfits every day, it'll be interesting to see what trends stick around or come out of that. It'll be cool. It'd be cool to see how people, people adapt to it. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess we'll see. Yeah. It'll be, I mean, I'm hoping we can still wear sweatpants personally, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, same. (laughs) But yeah, that's, uh, that's all I have for you today. So do you want to share where people can find you and connect with you? Um, and if you have, I don't know if you have a separate account for you and street gentlemen, but just tell me everywhere people can find you. Yeah. I, I do a personal account, but I like barely use it. Um, it's a street gentleman is, is my main account on, on Instagram. Uh, I'm also, like fairly active on LinkedIn as well too, just under my personal name, Sanjeev Prasad. So you can find me on there too. Uh, and then streetgentleman.com is, is also the website. So you can check that out and, and get some more information there as well. And is it a blog as well? Like, do you put blog content up there? I, yeah, I, I used to do a ton uh, before that slowed down quite a bit, um, but, but still, it's still somewhat still consistently. Well, thanks for joining and sharing all of your passion and confidence wisdom. Yeah. Th- thank you for having me. It's uh, yeah, it was a pleasure. <laughs>